Hello and welcome to episode 27 of Your Average Critics. Just two men in it today, it's me and Obi. Yo. How you doing, Obi? Mm. I'm alright, mate. I'm alright, how are you? Yeah, I'm back to happier ways after a 3 0 victory yesterday. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> this, isn't, this isn't the football podcast. I know, I know. Yeah, it's one we also do with a few other mates who have, have uh, some knowledge of football. <laughs> <laughs> but this is about film. We have about as much. Film pedigree as we do. Football pedigree. But um, we haven't talked about some film news in a while. Um, you were telling me something just before the podcast about uh, a new kind of X-Men related film. Yeah, so I think it's, they're, gonna, they're doing a film called X-Force. Um, and Deadpool's probably going to star in it. Um, so I think, you know, in Deadpool 1, I think they had was called Cable and the other, the other girl, Penny Walker. Oh, so the big giant girl is Colossus, oh, Colossus, and sorry. she was like yeah. teenage Negasonic yeah. nuke so face or something. They're part of the X Force. Okay. So I don't really know what the X Force is. <laughs> I think it's just like a secondary X Men, basically. Okay. Is it like a Suicide Squad of X Men? Probably. I don't really know. Or an Avengers. I don't really know, but yeah, they said that Deadpool's going to be in that. So what? So he'll be in that. He'll be in Deadpool two. He'll be in that. In Deadpool one. I don't know if he's parents will put him on any of the new X Men films or not. Or yeah, and that's actually having the whole kind of cast return, which mm. surprised me because I thought after uh, after Apocalypse, people like James McAvoy, Fassbender, and uh, Jennifer Lawrence would be like, "No, nah, fuck this." Yeah, I thought because I, I heard that Jennifer Lawrence was like, "Can't bother to be in Mystique anymore." Because apparently she hates uh, doing all the makeup and that for the. Uh... It must take ages. Yeah. So apparently she hates it. So I thought she was going to be like, "I'm done." Yeah. They probably got a, a huge paycheck. Oh, yeah. So if Deadpool's going to be in the X Force, mm. um, do you say Cable's going to be in it? I think so. Yeah. So does that? I assume that means Cable survives Deadpool too. Yeah. I don't know if De- if Cable's an advers like uh, an adversary mm. or a, a I don't really know. friend. I don't really know. The whole the whole X Men universe is so confusing. It's getting convoluted because yeah. aren't they doing New Mutants, which is like um, I don't know what they are young. Like, uh, you know. Yeah. Is that, is that a film? Or is it going to be a TV show? I don't know, man. I'm also... I th- no, I don't know. I don't know either. I'm not <laughs> I really don't know. I know. It's hard to keep up with all the stuff they're coming out with. Because obviously you've got all the films and that. And then they've got Legion, which I think... I think is part of the same universe, but I'm not sure. And then you've got Gifted, which I'm pretty sure is part of the same universe as well. So, like, they're bringing out loads of stuff now. And I don't know... We, we, we talked about this a while ago, but... So she's become so saturated. Yeah, I can't she keep is. Up with all this stuff, man. Do you mean superhero? Like, yeah, su- yeah, superhero stuff like this. So, because obviously we're at a point now where everyone is just like loving it, sort of thing. Yeah. But then I think we'll get to a point now where they're just like they're chugging that, they're bringing out so much stuff. We're just like, I can't watch all of this. I'm just gonna get, just gonna get bored. I actually can't. Like, so I haven't seen the Defenders yet. I haven't seen Iron Fist, but I'm probably not gonna. Um, haven't had a chance to watch Inhumans, even mm. though, you know, so it wasn't great. Mm. Uh, Legion. But it is just, there is so much stuff there. And I know we talked about it before, so many different networks yeah. or different streaming services. It's like, it's just Marvel needs to release one like DC. You just yeah. have all of their stuff in one place because I, I can't keep up with it. And to be honest, I'm getting less and less interested in mm, it. Me too. Me like, too. you know, we're big kind of fans of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, mm. but... I do worry that once they get rid of, um, uh, what's his name, Tony Stark, uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans, 
Um, the core guys, basically. Yeah, yeah. like that. It's just gonna I dwindle. Yeah, I think. Mm. I think because when you get rid of them, you gotta get people who are able to carry their roles. Yeah. As well, if not better. And when you say people say to me, "Oh yeah, they're gonna get rid of um, Robert Downey Jr. and then Doctor Strange is gonna be the new leader of the what's it called? The Avengers. The Avengers. Then like that, that just doesn't work. Doctor Strange is, is decent, but he's no. Like, he's not charismatic. No, enough. exactly. But you think, like, I could tell... I don't know if maybe if this was, like, a uh, foreshadowing sort of thing, but when we were, when I was watching Doctor Strange, I was thinking, like, he's very um, Tony Stark-like, right. but he's not the same. Like, like, yeah, like, arrogant. Yeah, and... exactly. Arrogant, just, sarcastic, that sort of thing. I just don't feel like Benedict Cumberbatch is the right actor to fulfil that, mm. that characteristic. Mm. Like, I can see him as Doctor Strange, like, as a surgeon, but as an arrogant twat... Yeah. Nah, yeah. not 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 based on his previous kind of resume. Mm. Um, so yeah, I don't know, and I feel like I suppose to be fair, you could say like if uh, <laughs> you say like um, what's his name, Chris Evans. Obviously, in, when he was in Fantastic Four, he was like an arrogant so and so, whatever. True. Then he comes back in Captain America. He's like complete opposite, like most humble, like guy and stuff like that. That's true. So I suppose if you give him a chance, then you can give. Better come back chance in whatever film he's going to be in next. I don't know what film it's going to be. Infinity War. Oh no, he's in Ragnarok. I was going to say, I think he's in Ragnarok. I'm actually excited for that film. I really want to watch that film. I think it'll be really good. I like Chris. I like Chris. I think he's just like a good character. Yeah, I like the direction they're going in with this. Like the director's pretty hip and funky, and Mm. you know, it looks very kind of psychedelic. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly that's the exact right word. Yeah. I think mean, they're kind of like Guardians of the Galaxy. They're kind of like Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Sort of thing. I'm worried, though, that they're going, like, that, that they've, um, you know, uh, kind of introduced this cosmic realm or, mm. you know, more like sci- uh, sci-fi-based, out-of-space-based narratives and that they're just going to run with that mm. and then they're going to lose sight of the grounded kind mm. of, quote-unquote, real world mm. that, that they established for the first 10, mm. 12 films. Um, and that's what I quite like about these superhero films. What I like about Batman mm. is that you can see elements of realism in it. You can not relate to it, but you're like, it, it's recognisable. Whereas, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy is fun, mm. but if, if the rest of the MCU is just moving towards, you know, big space battles, it's kind of turning into Star Wars. And, yeah. and I, I like Star Wars, but you know, there's only so many different franchises of spaceships shooting lasers at each other that, you know, and you'll be like, hmm. <laughs> yeah. I think the only one at the minute out of all of them that I think is likely to stay grounded is um, Spider-Man, really. True. Because like, the rest of them, like, obviously, I think, I think Iron Man's pretty much, like, coming to an end. I don't think yeah. they're not bringing out any other Iron Man films, are they? No. Yeah. He's in uh, Infinity War. Yeah. And... We assume he's going to be in whatever they call the sequel to that. Um, yeah, so then I think after that, he, after that, he's done. After that, Captain America's done. So they're going to have to bring out something better. I mean, I, I think they're going to do a um, like a, a, a new Captain America, but they're going to have uh, Falcon as Captain America. Because I think he, I think, Falcon oh, right. does, I think Falcon does take over the role in the comics. Okay. So I think they're going to do that, maybe. And I reckon... You're probably bomb. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. I like, I like um, what's his name? Uh, Anthony Mackie. That's the one. I like him. I think, I think he's decent, but I 
not sure if he can carry a film. Yeah, me neither. Mm. Um, I think he's pretty much supported. There are some actors that are just born to be yeah. supporting actors, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like Scarlett Evans. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> Even Jeremy Renner, I think. He's not really... Uh, although, I mean... He did all right in... Wind River. River. We'll yeah, take over. <laughs> okay, we'll come back to Marvel. Let's talk yeah. about Wind River, which is actually features Hawkeye and uh, Scarlet Witch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jeremy Renner and Elizabeth Olsen. Mm. So what's Wind River about? Do you remember? Wind River... Oh God, how many weeks ago was it now? Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Wind River is about a, a Native American girl who is uh, murdered... And then <laughs> that, we're doing the podcast in my house for the first time, and there's a reason why we haven't done it before. Is because there's so many fucking noises in my house. If it's not the clock, which it digs, why is it still dinging? Like the dog will be scratching. Oh, it's ridiculous. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, Linda is about a Native American woman or young woman who is murdered and. The FBI come to investigate the murder, and she has to have she. The FBI woman is Elizabeth Olsen. Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah. And then she has to uh, get the help of because she doesn't know anything because it's like in where is it in Wyoming? Was I it think it is Wyoming. Yeah. And it's like all like snowy and stuff, so they don't, she doesn't really know how to like you know get about and stuff like that. So she has to enlist the help of Jeremy Renner, who is a tracker. I think he tracks animals. He kills yeah, animals. he's part of like the fishing and wildlife division yeah. or the council or something. Yeah, so he so then he uses his tracking skills to find out who uh, murdered the girl. Okay. Yeah. And what did you think of the film? I just thought it was pretty good. Um, when I was watching the trailer um, before the film, because uh, I, was, I was thinking, like, oh, it looks like, you know, kind of like mediocre sort of thing. But then when I watched it, at the end, I was kind of like, oh, this is... It's pretty decent. <laughs> but, like, I'm trying to... F- I think there was a thought I had at the end of the film, and I can't really remember what I had. It was quite poignant. I can't, remember, <laughs> I can't remember what it was now, which is a shame. I should have read it down. But, yeah, I thought it was actually... It was actually right. Solid 7, I would say. Yeah, I watched the trailer before another film, which I can't remember what it was. Um, this is Because we saw this as part of a screen unseen, so we didn't know we were going to see Wind River. Um, and I kind of... When I saw the trailer, I thought, this kind of looks like a directed dvd movie mm. um but i was pleasantly surprised i didn't really know what it was about but yeah i mean jeremy renner does a, a decent job um as a as a leading man mm. um and i thought yeah quite a, a decent cast as well elizabeth folson but john burnfall has a cameo oh, yeah. as uh, the boyfriend of the uh, native american girl um although when oh I, sorry no, go ahead, no sorry. go on so that's your poignant this wasn't this wasn't this this now that I think about it, it's not very poignant. But, <laughs> <laughs> so like, at the end of the film, I know we're sk- I'm skipping, but right at the end of the film, uh, they get they did this like subtitles thing about like, all the statistics and yeah. like, Native American who go missing and stuff like that. And then, so then at the end of the film, you kind of realize, oh, this is about that. But when I was wa- as I was watching, it, I wasn't thinking like that it was about what they what they were trying to make them, no. make out the way it was about. So if that makes so sense. yeah, so it shed. So the story is the Native American girl's dead, and you know the. The Native American, um, ra- their land, mm. um, what do they call it? Uh, territory. Mm. The territory police are looking for them, and then they get, you know, a little bit of help from kind of more broadly American FBI and Jeremy Renner. Uh, and then, yeah, so as Obi's referring to at the end, it says, um, you know, every year thousands of Native Americans go missing, 
um, but there are no statistics for them, mm. whereas there are statistics for every other demographic mm. in America. Mm. So this film, yeah, at the end, you, you realise that it's kind of social commentary, but it's not forceful. Mm. It's not shoving it down your throat. It's actually quite subtle when you think back on it. Um, you know, because there's not a whole... You know, I think this that, that relates to well, my hot take of it was it was a good film, but it kind of didn't feel that dramatic. Mm. Like it kind of it was quite slow paced um, and then it, it wrapped up quite quickly. It wasn't a particularly long film from what I remember. Um, and I, that kind of didn't sit well with me because I was thinking, you know, it's not your typical whodunit mm. uh, murder mystery sort of thing. And then yeah, upon seeing those kind of closing titles, it kind of made sense. It's like, yeah, there's no big hullabaloo. There's no big investigation really mm. about into this girl. It's just like, oh yeah, she's dead. Like, mm. oh well. Um, and Elizabeth Olsen initially wants to just pass it off as a homicide quite quickly. Mm. Um, so I guess it's important that. To be fair though, the um, she wanted it to. She wanted to investigate it, and then the medical examiner was like, oh, I can't rule it as a homicide because I know you say I can't rule it as a right. Something like one of those two. He said I can't rule it as such and such after because he was going through the body in it. Yeah. And I was like, I can't remember what why he couldn't, but she was like kind of like forced him to like, oh we have to say it's a homicide so we can investigate. But yeah, some sort of jurisdiction, wasn't yeah. it? And he was like, oh, I can't do it until someone that the FBI comes and does something or other. I don't know. Something like that. But yeah. Um It's decent though, you don't get to see stories about Native Americans mm. uh, much. You know, it's quite important. Not a lot of action ones anyway. No, exactly. Um and even though it's, I don't think the director is Native in, American. In fairness, though, I mean, I know it was about Native American girl, but like the lead was a Native American. True. The, the second supporting character was a Native American. True. I think the the police was the police were Native American. Uh, yeah, the 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 cop. Yeah, I yeah. think he was Native American. Fair enough. And then obviously the the, the parents were. Yeah. And uh, his what his ex wife was, which is fair enough. But it would have been nice if like one of the um. One yeah, of the, one of the main characters was Native American. That's true. Kind of like pushed upon home. But I suppose it's subtle, like you said. So. No, I, I didn't enjoy it. I, I, the thing I think we're conditioned now to just it has to be action, like action, action, action. And if it's not, then we kind of feel a bit disappointed. Mm. Um, which is why, upon reflection, I probably would rate it higher than what I would have initially coming out because mm. I would have been like, oh, "Where's the shooting?" You know, um, and it wasn't particularly there wasn't much suspense in terms of who it was. It was kind of like. It was quite easy. We were just following, you know, a, a really linear way yeah. through the narrative. I guess if it was a book or a kind of a a more blockbustery uh, Hollywood film, then you you know you'd be have red herrings and you go off on different tangents and mm. different suspects. But it's pretty much there's only ever really one suspect, and then you saw the flashback of how mm. it happened, and then he was kind of uh, uh, you know got his comeuppance. And that was pretty much it. Mm. But yeah, it, it was good upon reflection. Um, I wasn't convinced by Elizabeth Olsen's character. Um, was I feel like I feel like there wasn't too much chemistry between yeah, them. That's two. it. And I think they, I think what they, what they were going for was kind of like a there's a subtle attraction yeah. between the two of them. But I wasn't really buying it. No, and it's weird considering they have worked on yeah. Avengers together. Mm. Um, Yes, so that is part that is directed by someone called Taylor Sheridan, uh, and you're a fan of one of his other films, whether you know it or not, Hello High Water. Mm. Um, and he also wrote a, a wrote and directed a film called Sicario. 
sorry, he wrote it, not directed it. So this Wind River is technically a trilogy of within those. I think it's something about uh, kind of less, uh, kind of marginalized Native, um, not Native American, marginalized American kind of populations and you know, crime and death within those areas, um, which kind of got me thinking. I mean, I've seen Sakara, it was pretty good. Wind River was decent. They're probably, you know, 6.5 and 7. Uh, what would you give Hell or High Water? Um, I would say 7.5, maybe an 8. Okay, so that's averaging about a 7 for each film mm. in this trilogy. So it's got me thinking, like, what are the best trilogies mm-hmm. like that you've seen all three films? And it's just three films. Like, <clears throat> it can't be like, like Harry Potter. It's just got to be like three films. Yeah, we'll go with just three films because I reckon... I think if you if you give it a whole film series, then you know you, you're kind of where do you stop it? It's like MCU. That's, that's a that's a thing. That's you know true. you got. Oh, but can I say? You can say Captain America. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Uh, um, I quite liked uh, the Men in Black uh, trilogy. Okay. I thought, I thought the first one was really good. The second one was okay, and the third one was really good. I, thought, I, was, I haven't seen the third one. Not. I think it's quite good. So I think the average is that has to be pretty decent. Also, I like some, I like pretty much like any film that was missing. So True. That was pretty good. Um, what made that kind of, uh, you know, the, the thing that popped into your mind instantly? What was it about Men in Black? Is it the comedy? Is it the, the chemistry between Tommy Lee Jones and mm. Will Smith? Um, nostalgia? Probably a bit of nostalgia, because probably like one of the earliest films I can remember like watching. Yeah. And actually like remembering it. And then I think the comedy as well. Just because I think, like, I think, I think, because the two of them like, did have such good chemistry because they were like kind of like, opposites, but like one's old and serious, and one's young and you know, it's like <clears throat> like young and uh, like a Joker sort of type. So I think they worked quite well together, and I think that like when they did uh, mix that in with um, all like the action sci-fi stuff, I think that all did work quite well. Because sometimes you watch a film and like they try to be really funny. And yeah. It's like it doesn't really, and they try to pull those action in it, and it doesn't really. The balance doesn't really come off quite well. But I think Men in Black uh, did it quite well. Does it stand the test of time? Have you revisited you it recently? What? I've watched the third one twice, but I haven't watched. I've watched the first one countless times, but not for years. I've watched. I've watched the first one probably since probably like, probably ten years since I've watched the first one. Probably. Okay. But I've watched the third one a couple of times. I've only watched the second one like once, maybe twice. But I've probably watched the first one a good five, six times. Yeah, decent. Um, what did I bother you? I can't really think of. Uh, the first one that comes into my head is the Planet of the Apes trilogy. Oh, good the, new, the new one. <laughs> so, I mean, I'd probably give Rise a, uh, an eight, eight and a half. Yeah. Dawn, I've only seen it once and probably give that, from what I remember, a seven. Yeah. Um, and then War for the Planet of the Apes, eight and a half, nine. Mm. So, I mean, that is kind of across the board a very kind of consistently strong. solid, yeah. strong. And the, the the animation, well, the CGI, I should, I should say, just gets better. Mm. Um, so normally, yeah, like with trilogies, they, they kind of tail off. But yeah, yeah this was strong. Really strong, really strong ending. Or oh, well, machine ending, anyway. Yeah, no, that's definitely a good shout. I really like that. And I think that's based, again, on the technology developments, but also the fact that, you know, the, the, the actual character development of Caesar is really strong. Mm. Like, you know, considering he, he is a motion captured gorilla mm. he doesn't really speak much mm. um the 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 kind of three 
individual parts of the the trilogy are quite different you know the first one is more of like a not science fiction but you know it's about james franco's character you know finding a cure for alzheimer's mm. um i think it's alzheimer's mm. and and then the second one's more of like uh the, the the early parts of a war more of an action film than the third one all out war and while caesar is the thread throughout them like he doesn't really become the main focus until the third film because mm. you know obviously james franco's characters the uh, first one second one you've got a lot of the other human characters that are quite equally focused i think there's a a, a family isn't there um part of that exactly. yeah there's like a boy mother and father from what i remember so it's not until the third one that you really see caesar as the actual point of view character mm. um yeah proper solid all yeah. enjoyable yeah, no, that's definitely the trap. Don't You see, I've, I know, I probably know what you're going to say. Before you even say it, I agree with you. I think, I, I'm just going to guess what you're going to say. Um, the, what's it called? The trilogy is elevated only because, because of the, the Dark Knight. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was going to say, the middle one, I can't remember what it's called. It's just called Dark Knight. Yeah, so you've yeah. got Batman Begins, The Dark, Dark Knight, Dark and Rises. Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, so Dark Knight is really, really good. And then the other two are okay. Yeah, I mean, I've rewatched Batman Begins a couple of times, I, I actually and it's not, I didn't like it. Yeah, do you know what, I, was, I said it was okay, do you know what, I'm going to take, take it back, it's, it's, it's average. Yeah, I'd average. say it's a it's six at a push. Yeah. Um, it's kind of boring. It is, because I watched, I probably made the mistake of I watched The Dark Knight, and then I realised it was the second Batman film, so then I went and watched Batman Begins, I was like, this is bad. Mm. Um, it's just not the levels of action and scale of the Dark Knight. And then the Dark Knight Rises, it was good. Mm. I mean, it's better than Batman Begins, but I don't know. I, I know, obviously, circumstance said differently, but you kind of wanted to see more of Batman and the Joker. Mm. And then I kind of feel like but the Dark Knight Rises was kind of, not an afterthought, but it was kind of like, how are we going to, Wrap this up. Wrap this up. Yeah, I'm not really sure. It, but yeah, to be fair, Dark Knight Rises wasn't great. Really wasn't great. And um, you know that Bane was good. Yeah, but you could really don't really understand him. No, and then um, also that kind of subplot with Robin. You know you, that that kind that of pissed me off. Man. It kind of felt like they were setting it up for more. Exactly. I kind of felt like they probably could have stopped it after mm. the Dark Knight. Mm. Um, and they decided not to. Carry on. Okay, cool. But then want to see what happens to Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character. Yeah. Why would you reveal that he's called Robin if you're not going to continue? Yeah, that annoyed me so much. I was, I was actually like, what is the point? Although it would be good, and I know it's not going to happen, if Joseph Gordon-Levitt was in the DC Extended Universe as okay. Dick Tracy or whatever his name was. Dick Grayson. <laughs> Dick Grayson. For <laughs> 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 so much I know about <laughs> DC. Um... um uh, sorry, I'm just looking at Toy Story. Like, literally, t- I was just about to say. Oh, okay. But Toy Story is another one. I think the first one's really good. Yeah. Third one's really good. Yeah. The second one's okay. Yeah. I thought the third one. Do you know what? I've never, I didn't think really I'd ever get so emotional over, over something like fictional toys. Yeah. And the third, the third one, when they're when they're about to go into the what's it called? The the burning thing. I don't know what it's called. Incinerator. Incinerator. Thank you. And they're like all holding hands and like they're like. Oh, so many feels, man. Like, oh, this is it. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> I was like, I'm I watched that uni and I was like, oh my god, this is so emotional. <laughs> <laughs> and then, I'm really glad that they're making another one. Yeah. Because 
it end like I thought that was just such a good way to end. Yeah. The thing is this you know, there was so many kind of rumours of a Toy Story three and people were like, Do they need one? Mm. You know, is there gonna be appetite for it? Because obviously it was so long after the first two. Mm. And then it was such a success and you're like, Okay, please just leave it at that. Uh, and obviously now they're making another one, but mm. I don't know where they're going to go with it. I mean, I'll probably watch it, but... Yeah, I'll watch it. But... It's kind of like that um, Indiana Jones. Like, the first three are considered, you know, very good films, and mm. I, I haven't seen all of them. I um, but then, apparently, the fourth one's terrible and mm. just kind of ruins the, you know, the memory of the, the last one. Yeah. Uh, what other trilogies on that list? So, they've got uh, Parts of the Caribbean. There's, like, five of them, so I don't mm. count. No. They've got Iron Man. Okay. All right. Let's talk about the trilogies within. Um... Captain America is the best trilogy. I'm just saying. Actually, there's only two trilogies, aren't well, there? Well, yeah, and, and so far. And thoughts coming, but like obviously, you can say that you don't like the first one, which I know you don't. Fair enough, because uh, it's like a bit more like that one. But I think the second and third one are pretty. Yeah, that pretty trilogy solid. gets better. Yeah. So the first one I don't particularly like. Second one's good. Third one's brilliant. Really good. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, I would say on reflection, it's better than the Iron Man trilogy because mm-hmm. Iron Man one's really good. Iron Man two shit, and Iron Man three's all right. <laughs> yeah, <I agree. laughs> and then I would comfortably say that the, unless Ragnarok is an eleven out of ten, that four would be the worst trilogy. Um, That's fair, but even I think I think it's okay. I think it's okay. Thor, it's not. Thor it's one's not all right. Thor two's. I think really Thor. I think Thor one's really good actually. But yeah, Thor two's not great. And then you could say the Guardians of the Galaxy would be a. Oh yeah, you know, probably a, a strong. These are all like science fiction. What about the original? Well, we say original. The uh, Sam Raimi Spider-Man films. To be fair, it's a decent shout. I think the first one's very good. The second one's very good. I really can't remember the third one. I think I, I don't think I watched the third one in the cinema. I think that's why I can't really remember it. So I would need to watch that one again before I make my judgment. But what do you think? Well, see. I have only seen each of them once yeah. when they came out. Yeah. So this is based on what I can remember. That I really like the first one. I don't remember liking the second one. Right. And I really I remember really liking the third one, which makes me at odds with pretty much everybody else. <laughs> so I'm wondering if I've got them confused in my mind. Um the and I, ones where um Doc Clock. Yeah. I just don't I don't remember it enjoying it that much but oh, I might need to re-watch them oh, but, good, but then I'm worried about re-watching them yeah, you should watch that again. Oh, good. I'm going to have to how many films was uh, Terminator? oh there's like apart five from, now apart from, the, apart from the Genesis one yeah that was kind of rubbish that was actually really rubbish <laughs> <laughs> that was actually really quite rubbish I haven't like, seen it man I mean no because like, it was like, a, like supposed to be like a big like, blockbuster remake Schwarzenegger's coming back and uh, Amelia Clark is in it, and I think oh, yes, is gonna be sick. And it was dead, man. The first one, so the first one, it's going to basically read the first one. Okay. Yeah, and the first one is ten times better. What about the so the the Star Wars trilogies? I'm not. I've only seen one. No, well, apart from Rogue One, I've only seen one Star Wars film, so I wouldn't um, be the best person to talk about that. Really. I mean, it's kind of well known that the original Star Wars trilogy, four, five, and six, is Infinitely better than really? the uh, modern trilogy of one, two, and three. Mm. Um, it'd be interesting to see where seven, eight, and nine go. Seven is basically just four, but updated for modern times. Um, yeah, that's what Chris said. 
I still haven't watched that. I won't watch it just because I'll probably, I'll probably, because we've got the thing in it in the past, I'll probably watch the yeah. new ones coming out. So. That's true. So I suppose I should watch one before, innit? I should probably watch all of them, but I'll just see the Amen. That's like <laughs> seven films, right? <laughs> uh, and I watched Rogue One and it was, it was okay. Yeah, Rogue One's alright. Mm. Um, obviously, people say Godfather trilogy, yeah. but I haven't seen the third one. I literally just can't. <laughs> yeah, I've, been, I've, saw, I've seen about 15 minutes of the first one. And I was like, this is kind of heavy, so I just turned it off. <laughs> I found it really overrated. Mm. Um, original X Men trilogy? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't I wouldn't really have it up there. I really like the X Men films, actually, but they're not great. I just think I like them just because I like X Men. But they're not, like, you know, fantastic. Does that go with the, the new modern, the, the modern trilogy as well? First Class, Days of Future Past, and. Apocalypse is terrible, but <laughs> I, I think I, I do prefer the first three to the, mo- the, the modern, the modern three. People, I remember people were like, I think it was first class, which I like, first class is like the best X Men film that's come out. And I was like, mm. the first class was pretty good, but I prefer, I think I prefer X Men one and even X Men two. Okay, I remember what when I first watched First Class, I thought it was really, really good. Yeah. And then, I mean, it's still good, but upon rewatches, I think Days of Future Past might be better. Mm. Um, which makes me think actually in Days of Future Past they saw Jean Grey but then now Sophie Turner's playing Jean Grey right in Dark Phoenix and Apocalypse mm. that timeline is so messed up now. I think something like when Days of Future Past when Wolverine goes back in time right yeah so I think when he comes back he's completely like altered the timeline but like the that. first so X Men film came out in two thousand. Yeah. So if this, if Dark Phoenix is set in the nineties, yeah. Like to go from Sophie Turner to Famke Janssen in the first film, like there. Even if this one's set in nineteen ninety mm-hmm. and X Men set in two thousand, ten years. There's <laughs> more than ten years between them. Oh. I don't know. I'm sure it's not leading right up into the, yeah. the new X Men film, but yeah, they've really messed out. Is it bad that we can't really think of anyone that aren't Harper? Or, you know, that, that sort of genre. Are there any, really? There must be. That you can think of. That, that basically, like, aren't, like, action films. Well, I saw a film the other day called 21 Grams, which is a Alejandro... I don't know, I can't pronounce the rest of his name. Gonzalez Iñárritu. He did The Revenant and Birdman. Um, yeah. And that's part of another kind of loose thematic trilogy of... And Morris Peros and Babel, and I've only seen Twenty One Grams and Babel, but that's about death and how it brings people together and or you know tears people apart sort of thing. Mm. Um, and they're both solid films, and they're very kind of pessimistic, mm. you know. So it's all about people like so Twenty One Grams is about this guy. So it's three kind of separate stories that end up interconnecting and. Um, so it's Naomi Watts is uh, a mother um, whose children get killed, uh, in a, well, children and husband get killed in a car accident. Um, there's Benicio del Toro, who's a ex-con who's trying to rebuild his life. Um, he's kind of found Jesus. Okay. Um, and, oh, no. and he is driving the car who kills Naomi Watts' children. And then, right. um, but it's an accident. And he's not drunk or anything. Um, and then there's Sean Penn, who plays a guy with a heart defect. Um, and his wife 
is struggling to get pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he kind of to donate sperm so that she can have IVF after he dies. But then because Naomi Watts' husband gets killed, um, their heart is a match. So Sean Penn gets Naomi Watts' husband's heart in a transplant mm. and then tracks down Naomi Watts to kind of, you know, she, he wants to kind of thank the family. Um, then they end up falling in love and shagging a bit. Uh, and <laughs> then because he has the guy's heart, he wants to kill Benicio Del Toro for killing her family, which is kind of ironic because if he hadn't killed her yeah. family, then he would never have got the heart. Yeah. And then he leaves his wife. Um, Great. So yeah, all those are connected, but well, his wife who knew who wanted to have kids. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, uh, because she he finds out that she's had an abortion with, with his kid before or something. Oh. Um, how long was this film? Two and a bit hours. But <laughs> it's a good film. Yeah. It's quite sad, um, quite downbeat because Sean Penn ends up dying. Mm. So he he tells Naomi Watts that he's killed Benicio del Toro, but he lets him live, and then Benicio del Toro comes back and says, "Look, you need to kill me." Because he 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 says, look, I've failed God and everything. Well, he wants to die, mm-hmm. and then Naomi Watts is like, all right, cool, I'll kill you. Um, and then Sean Penn's saying, like, no, please don't kill him. And then ends up. I thought Sean Penn was dead. Well, this is before he dies. Uh-huh. And then he ends up shooting himself because he wants them to stop fighting. And then he ends up dying. Um, and then what? 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 Why did what? <laughs> I, I can't re- I can't really remember. But <laughs> why did he shoot himself? I think he. Where did he shoot himself? In the heart. Why? Sorry, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think... Do you know what? I can't quite remember. <laughs> but sounds, he did shoot himself in the heart. <laughs> but also, I mean, it's a good film, but also the way the film is edited mm. is that it's not linear. Okay. So you, the first image you see is Sean Penn and Naomi Watts in bed together, and then it flashes... Well, I say flashes back. It just jumps around. Between, you see parts of the end, you see parts of the beginning, mm. and uh, yeah, yeah. Trump ends up dying. Um, but yeah, it's quite a, a downbeat film. And then mm. Babel's pretty similar. It's got Brad Pitt. I think he somewhere in uh, the Middle East and I think something about his wife dies. And yeah, lots of sadness, man. But those two are good. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen Amaris Peros yet. But yeah, so I don't do say Lord of the Rings as well, but obviously I don't oh, yeah. know which first one. Well, we need Ollie here to yeah. talk about that. Um, <laughs> I don't want to hear about that shit. No. Uh, obviously, Human Centipede, like <laughs> yeah, one of the strongest trilogies. <laughs> oh, Goal, Goal, oh, Goal. Joe, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I never saw Goal three, but Goal one. Was that. Was... <laughs> first two were around. Yeah, solid. I'm just having a look at the DVD collection. I think it's different. Um, oh, there was no, no, I can't remember. No, I can't remember. Oh. All right. Um, so we both seen Logan Lucky. Mm-hmm. Did we talk about it last week? I mean, I talked about it a little bit. Okay, I just want to say that I found it really, really boring. <laughs> <Very> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I thought, I thought it was okay, but when I was watching it, I was kind of like, uh, he was kind of like, so I can say this now. So like, he was like. Um, what's his, what's the guy's name? Channing Tatum? Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. So he was like, his ex-wife was like, oh yeah, I'm moving away. So he was like, okay, I'm going to rank them. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was just like, what? And I was like, I thought like that's not just, that's not reason enough to, oh, not Rob Bank, Rob, whatever you want. I thought like that's not reason enough for you to start this film. No. <laughs> it really was a, 
a loose way of it was just he had like a fucking checklist of yeah. uh, how to rob a bank mm. and yeah so he loses his job it's not like oh, i'll find another one yeah. you know fair enough if he t- tried loads of places and the only thing it could turn to was crying like okay mm. you could probably understand that mm. stretch but it's like gets fired right i'm gonna rob a bank yeah, or a uh, sort of NASCAR thing. His brother works at a bar for a broker to get him the bar. Yeah, <laughs> and also, how does uh, his brother get his job back at the bar after being in prison for like three months? Anyway. But yeah, it wasn't funny. The only funny thing was the thing about Game of Thrones, where they're like, mm. "We've oh, been yeah. in here like five years. Yeah. How has there not been another book?" Yeah. I was like, "Exactly." <laughs> so George R. R. Martin, we know you're listening because you've listened to this whilst you write. Oh, Fucking hurry up, man. Um, and yeah, I just kind of felt like, again, uh, sort of with wind effect, it was just too easy. Mm. Like there was no like hiccup at all, mm. Like everything ran smoothly pretty much. Um, and I was just like, well, the, the, a lot of the, the kind of fun of watching films is even though you probably know everything's going to be all right in the end is how they overcome kind of hurdles. And it was just like, <laughs> there was no police trying to find them whilst they were committing this crime. There wasn't really much of the police afterwards. Like, you see Hilary Swank kind of wander around a bit and go like, oh, I guess so. Do you think it's going to be sequel because the way they ended it with her, like, in the bar, undercover, wherever it was? I hope not. Mm. I kind of thought that was a bit pointless yeah. as well. Like, I, think, I think, like, yeah, I don't really get it. I don't really understand. Um, Quick question, sorry. Have you ever seen some takers? Or Taken, don't, don't take us. That's a trilogy, Taken. No, we, I mean, to be fair, I've only seen the first one. Yeah. But, anyway, Takers. Yeah. No. Oh, it's okay, it's like Bank Robbery. It's got Idris Elba and it's got T.I. And it's quite funny. <laughs> Is it a comedy? <laughs> no. Okay. It's just like one of the things that happen and it's funny. Like, I'm sorry to interrupt to your thing about Logan Lucky. But, sorry. Um, come on, Chris Brown did it as well. Chris Brown? Chris Brown did it, yeah. And he's like... <laughs> he's an idiot yeah. he basically shoots policemen whilst they're doing their job yeah and then they're like they're obviously all like right you shot a policeman so basically if we know their way now you're getting dead clothes. so he's like panicking and he's like running away from these police while they're chasing him and he basically like break down as he's running away from what? the police he's kind of like doing like, loads of backwards and stuff and doing like parkour and all stuff like that and I thought about it just now like, it's probably laugh yeah it's bad bank thing and as you can guess T.I.'s the bad guy right well no he's a good guy but he goes to he goes to prison because uh, this, this could have been from the archive, but he goes to prison. It could have been, actually. <laughs> he goes to prison before the film starts. Right. And they were like, uh, it's well, I don't know what's But yeah. he was like, yeah, I've set aside, we will set aside some money for you to do your thing there. But he's kind of like, I went down for all of you lot, and you've all been doing jobs about me, like, I don't know the money, and I haven't got my, I haven't got my fair share. So he's only got, they've only given him a share from the jobs that they did that he got caught on. Okay. So they've been doing loads of jobs since that, and he hasn't been getting any of that money. And his ex-girlfriend, is now with another member of the crew, uh, played by Michael Ely, who's in some stuff. I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember stuff right now. But, so then, I think his name's Ghosted, actually. But, um, T.I. Yeah, Could have been a segue yeah, into power. Could have but... been, it could have been. But, so yeah, so basically, he basically just sabotaged. They, they're like, okay, you know the things like, they just do a job, like, oh, okay, one more job. And it's like, oh, the last sort of thing. I can hate that plot to us. So they do that, and then T.I. Like, basically like, sabotaged the whole thing. Um, they do. They do. They do manage to do the job, and Chris Brown does manage to get away after he kills, shoots shoots policemen. But I think they all like a hotel room. Basically, that like, TR just shoots, kills a couple of people in the crew, um, and he sets up, up a few of them to get caught. And a few of them, one, 
one of one one of them they were they were in like a hotel room, yeah, and the police were like approaching the building, right? So they had a good a bit of time to try and get away, yeah. But instead they're like kinda like waiting for police to come to be outside the front door and then they were like, Alright, let's just go um, suicide by by uh, police Cop, yeah. So they just go out and start shooting <laughs> they just go out and start shooting and obviously they die. And then I think so then T.I. kills his ex-girlfriend and then he kills um, the guy who's going out of her. Okay. So Mikey Lini dies as well. I think T.I.'s about to get away on a, uh, like a helicopter and then I think Interfilm shoots him. <laughs> I think I think Interfilm gets away. I can't remember. I think Interfilm might die too. I'm not sure. I can't remember. I watched that ages ago. But I quite liked it. Chris didn't like it. Though. But yeah, it was decent. <laughs> it was decent. I like this thing. I like stupid films like that. It's like things that... Bank jobs, but like st- stuff was going, like you said, stuff nothing went wrong, but stuff was going wrong in that film. And yeah, I that, how they get out of the things that go wrong. Exactly. Like, have you ever seen even, Red- um, uh, sorry, Baby Driver? Yeah, exactly. Um, and talking of Baby Driver, have you the there's a trilogy, the Cornetto trilogy, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, World's End? Have you seen those? Um, I think I've seen Shaun of the Dead. Oh, well, that's a pretty good trilogy, yeah. like, funny, World's End's pretty crap, but. Just that just popped into my head. Um, what was my looking like it? Yeah. So I think the film has got pretty good critical reviews, mm. and I'm pretty sure it's the only reason is because of the director. So Steven Soderbergh's the director. He went into retirement four years ago, and everyone's like, "Oh no," because you know he was a pretty critically well received director. With he did the Ocean's trilogy, mm. which <laughs> trilogy, but not. Uh, not up there for me. Mm-hmm. And then I uh, did Magic Mike and some other films. So he's had quite a good rap with the, uh, you know, critic, yeah. uh, the critic side of his films. Um, while they might not be particularly financially successful. So when he came out of retirement, everyone was like, oh my God, yeah, like this film's sick. Mm. I think if it was directed by anybody else, it would have maybe not got slated, but definitely wouldn't have been as well received as it uh, was. Yeah. Um, I had a question in my head, which I thought about. This is kind of haphazard. This podcast <laughs> keeps popping into my mind. Oh yeah, so I was thinking. You mentioned Men in Black, mm. and then I was thinking. I thought that the Twenty One Jump Street oh, yeah. was a trilogy, but it's not. But they're supposedly, whether well, or not, are or not doing a third one, which mm. is a crossover with Men in Black. Mm. So. My question, which also pertains to X-Force, is if there's, like, one existing franchise which is aimed at a particular audience, so, obviously, 21 Jump Street is 15 rated, mm-hmm. um, like, lots of swear words, bloody violence and stuff. Men in Black is very much PG. Mm. And then, obviously, you've got Deadpool, which is, you know, 15, borderline 18. And I would assume the rest of the X-Men, you know, obviously, the rest of the X-Men is aimed at 12, yeah. you know, that sort of age range. So if two things like that combine, mm. where does where should it sit? So if you were to have the Men in Black crossover, if 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 you were watching it, would you want it to be along the same lines of Twenty One Jump Street, or along the same lines of Men in Black as to who it's aimed at? Um, I mean, being the age I am now, I'd probably lean more towards it being more adult sort of thing. But they're 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 I don't know because it's a, it would be the same thing kind of with like Deadpool and X Men. Like they're two films, they're good slash funny for different in different ways for different reasons. So I think if you go with Twenty Two Jump Street and you go with Deadpool without like the crudeness and 
stuff like that, it's probably not going to be anywhere near no. successful or near as funny. So then you'd think, okay, so we'll just make it uh, a 15 or whatever. But then you kind of alienate a big chunk of your character yeah. audience by, like, especially in the, in the case of Men in Black, cause, which yeah. I imagine is probably seen by a lot of children and like, families and stuff. You alienate quite a lot of the a lot of your target audience. So then, I don't really know. I don't think, I don't think there's any way that you can mix the two and get and get the full both of all, like, yeah. audiences in to watch. The only way they could do it is if they had two different cuts of the film. Yeah. So like they had a 15 rated cut and they had a PG or 12 rated cut. But again, like that's extra effort, extra money. Mm. And it, you know, each version would probably make less than, you know, a lot less than what they would expect. And mm. yeah, the same, you don't want, you don't want Deadpool to be in like a 12 rated film because he's the mark of the mouth, man. Like what they did with, um, is it Wolverine or mm. Origins Wolverine? Where he just had no mouth because of, you know, they don't want him to swear. Yeah. So I don't think they should combine franchises with different age ratings. Mm. So I don't know if you ever saw The Expendables, another trilogy, by the way. I think so. Um, I think it was the second or the third one. So the first one was a hard 15, or hard R as the Americans would say. Second one, I think they made it a 12. Either way, they like really toned down all the swearing mm. because Chuck Norris was in it and he basically said he wouldn't be in it if they were swearing. Mm. Like he doesn't care about people's heads being chopped off and stuff, but didn't want anyone to say fuck. Um, so that really jarred with me because you have expectations from the first one mm. and then the second one is that you're like, what? Yeah. It's like watching a Tarantino film. Like you watch Django yeah. and then there's a sequel to Django, but it's a you. Mm. And you're like, what the hell? Why have you made this decision? Literally makes no sense. Mm. Um, it's amazing how many trilogies we thought of off the question. Don't you think? Yeah. <laughs> Just keep popping into my head. Mm. Um, you mentioned the from the archive. We haven't done one for a while. So I'm going to talk about a film that I went to see the other day called The Room. So I saw it at the Prince Charles Cinema, which uh, they do lots of kind of old school films. Um, and this film is considered one of the worst films ever. Mm. So I was like, cool, got to see this um, to see if it really is as bad as they say. Um, also, James Franco is doing a uh, kind of spoof of it or like a spoof making of called The Disaster Artist with Seth Rogen and um, Dave Franco. So I thought, yeah, I want to watch that film. I'll see what this, the inspiration for it was. Um, and it's this cult film whereby everyone in the cinema had already seen it, apart from me and the person I went with. And they were all like, before lines were said, they were shouting lines out. They were like, you know, they, they kept like mocking the characters. Mm. So The Room is about this guy called Johnny who has uh, is having kind of troubles with his girlfriend or fiancé. His fiancé is cheating on him with his best mate uh, and... That's pretty much the plot, but there are so many random subplots. Like people just keep walking into their their flat, and you don't know who they are. Mm. You don't know much about any of their backstory. Like people just keep walking in, like talking to them, and you they're not even introduced. Um, and then there's a subplot where his fiance's mum goes, "I've got breast cancer," and she's just like, "All right, yeah, but." Well, I don't love Johnny anymore. And you're just like, how are you just dismissing that? And then they don't reference it at all for the rest of the film. So the film was a mess. Like, the acting was dreadful. Mm. The script was dreadful. They kept repeating words. And they're trying to uh, 
kind of generate these catchphrases for these characters, and it's awful. Um, the kind of whole framing of this, each shot was dreadful. So there was part, uh, shots where uh, several shots where they're just throwing an American football, and they're some, sometimes they're wearing suits for no reason. Sometimes they're in a park, whatever. Like they're just kind of arbitrary shots. But the way the this camera's set up is two of them would be in like the bottom right hand corner of the frame. Mm-hmm. And and you wouldn't see the other characters, and then then it would cut back, and it's not like a, a typical shot reverse shot where you see one person, then you cut, and you can tell it's the flip of the other shot, right? So this was all over the place. So like there'd be people in the bottom right hand corner, and then the next shot they'd be in the centre, and you just the the geography of the way the director is creating this space was all over the place. Is it supposed to be crap? I don't think so. Oh. No, but. It's one of the... The director was pretty megalomaniac mm. on the set. And basically, he wouldn't listen to anybody. Mm. Um, yeah, so I was in this screening of people. So there's this character... I think his name was Danny or something. And he would walk into the frame, uh, their house, and would never shut the door. So everyone would be like, Hi, Danny, shut the fucking door. And I was just I was like, I couldn't hear half the dialogue because people mm. just kept shouting stuff over it. Mm. Um... But it was funny, and I feel like if I had watched it on my, on my own or in a cinema that you know people actually respected the cinema, then uh, I would have found it a lot worse. Mm. Um, I guess it's one of those films where it was kind of win-win because I expected it to be terrible. So if it was terrible, yeah, that's what I expected. If it was good, or better than I expected. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was just all over the place. I was just... I was like, how can you actually make a film like this? Mm. I just think, like, you know, we could make a better film than that right now. We should, but... Yeah, no. um, I feel like I had another point, and I've just completely oh, no, forgotten it. You said something that reminded me of something I watched uh, yesterday, though, about people, like, uh, trying out in cinema. Yeah. So I watched a video of um, people... There's apparently this bar, I don't know where it is, maybe, like, in, I think somewhere in, maybe somewhere in America, people just watch Game of Thrones. So, like, there's, like... Dozens, not really like dozens, but there's like a good, probably like 10 TVs just dotted around the bar. People were just watching their friends and like, like the volumes were like super loud. And I was watching the video, like, because they, they showed the scene where, um, uh, spoiler, if you know what you're talking about, when Little Finger dies. And so, uh, people were watching it and they were kind of like, there, was, there were points that like Sandra would say stuff and everyone was kind of like, obviously like reacting, going, and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> and it was quite, like, to watch it was quite funny. But it was those people going like, oh shh. And I was like, I was like, you're watching Game of Thrones in a bar with probably a good hundred or more people, and people are drinking. Yeah, you really expect people to be quiet. Yeah, and they were like, people were like reacting to the game when little things started begging, people started laughing and stuff like that. And everyone was like, people were like, oh, and I was like, why are you shushing? These people are not going to be quiet. Like, you picked the wrong, you picked the wrong place to, to watch this episode for every auction for the yeah. first time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, and then when, when he slips front, everyone just, I was watching it with my earphones. Oh, God. People started to scream in, and I was literally like, I was like, death. It was ridiculous. <laughs> it was funny, though. But I was thinking, like, oh, yeah, that'd be sick to watch Game of Thrones in a bar on a team. But I was thinking, like, fuck that. <laughs> because I literally, I hate watching, I think I hate watching um, TV shows or films with other people because people always want to talk to me. And I'm like, yeah, I need to watch this film. Yeah. But I was not expecting, when I was watching The Room, I wasn't expecting, like, yeah. so much audience participation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it did kind of add something to it, but mm. I kind of just wanted to experience it. I think that sometimes makes things better, though, because I think there's certain things, 
There's certain TV shows and films that you watch that you just want to watch alone. So like Game of Thrones or for me like Power or you know stuff like that. But then, so for example, like I can't watch like if I, I can't watch Family Guy by myself because I just get bored. Yeah. If I'm watching Family Guy with like you or other people, I'll automatically find it funnier because yeah. I don't know why, just because there's someone else there to like laugh as well. Yeah. Just things like I think like even like even like um. I think uh, even like in between us, I think maybe the second one. So the second one was decent, but like I remember when I was watching it, I was like burst out laughing because everyone else was laughing as yeah. well. I think that's, what, that's the same thing with me when you have um, a laughing track as well. I, know. I hate I know laughing you do, yeah. tracks. I know you do, but it makes me laugh as well having the laughing track. No, because it's so artificial. <laughs> um, but yeah, those sorts of things that you mentioned are like they're pretty much background, aren't they? Like background sort of entertainment because you don't have to really think much about them. Whereas you know, if you miss a plot point of Game of Thrones, you're fucked. <laughs> you're like, how the hell did that happen? Um, well, you mentioned Power. So I'm pretty sure that season three has ended. Season four. Season four. So, yeah. so what's happening with Ghost and the Mandem? So, yeah, I can talk about that because Joey's not here. Joey's watching it. So spoilers. So yeah, spoilers incoming. So season four, it's probably, I think it's probably actually the worst season so far, but it's still, it's still pretty, been pretty good. Okay. But, like, certain things have been happening, certain characters have been making certain choices, and I'm just a bit like, this is so uncharacteristic compared to the, the first three seasons, but right. like, I feel like the writers are making them make these choices just to, to kind of serve a purpose to what so the, the plot carries on. Yeah. So, uh, Ghost, or James St. Patrick, is basically, like, the slickest guy in New York City, right? Like, he's so clever. No one, like, he's, the reason why they call him Ghost is because nobody knows that he's a drug dealer. Like okay. He he run he in the day in the daytime whatever he runs a nightclub or a couple of nightclubs and like no one can ever match him to any crime. So he gets so like he gets falsely arrested or uh, in at the end of season three. So season four starts with him in prison, and he's in prison for I think three or four episodes or something. Um, and whilst he's in prison, he kills a guard. And, okay. And I was like. Because like so, he was in the uh, he was in the weights room, uh, and the guard just cut, I think because he he managed to pull some strings and get because the guard was harassing him because he allegedly killed an uh, an FBI agent even though we know, we know he didn't but he they were saying that he killed an FBI agent and that's why he was in prison. So obviously if you're a prison guard and you find out someone's killed a policeman or uh, uh, FBI whatever you're gonna be like extra harmed and stuff like that. So the guy was harassing him. So then the guy comes into the weights room, uh, the guard tells everyone to leave. And then he starts, him and James start fighting, yeah, like fisting. And James, like, knocked him to the floor, yeah. They start fisting. <laughs> Dearie me. I know there's a lot of sex in this, but I did not expect that. Wow. <laughs> that escalated quickly. You know what I mean? Wow, we're saying that fucking. To be fair, there's not that many. Actually, there's only, I feel like there's only like two sex scenes in this. This season power, which is very little compared to maybe three, maybe three, but it's very, very little compared to uh, oh no, no, four, four, four. <laughs> at, um, at least four, maybe more. Anyway, so they're fisting, so yeah, they're fisting, yeah, they're fisting up, and um, and then so like James, I'm looking to the floor, yeah, and I feel like James of the past three or ghost of the past two seasons would be like, okay, that's it, I'm out, like, get out of the room because the room's not locked, you can just get out, yeah, yeah. but it's so he takes away and bashes this guy's head in, like, repeatedly, bashes his head in, and kills him. Oh, and God. And he's got blood and, and all sorts of his face. And then this other geezer comes in, this old guy, 
who's like a gangster, and he turned out to be so Ghost and Tommy are like two best mates. Yeah. And they're like all running things together. So this old guy is Tommy's dad. Okay. But at the time, uh, he no one no one knew that. You know, we all kind of knew because they made it really obvious that he was Tommy's dad. Okay. So um, that guy was like, oh, don't worry, I'll clean it up for you. Uh, we'll get this sorted, blah, blah, blah. So that was his way of like, because he wanted to talk to Tommy, but Tommy didn't know. Obviously, Tommy didn't know who was dad, so he thought, why is this random guy want to talk to me? I'm not going to talk to you. So he used him cleaning up the mess of the murder as a um, as a blackmailing tool to be like, uh, get Tommy to come talk to me. That's why don't you just tell Tommy he was his dad? <laughs> so this is, what, this is what I'm saying, so it doesn't make sense. Okay. So... I don't, I don't know something else to talk about as well after this actually to do with power. It's about 50 cent, but I'll say that in a minute. So, yeah, that happened. I was just like, this is not a character for you. But, I mean, in the end, it wasn't too consequential to the rest of the story. So I was like, okay, whatever, I'll move on. So there's no CCTV? It his... broke. So there was a camera, but it was, they, they, okay. the guy was like, it was broken. This is why I'm going to fuck you up. Right, up. okay. Yeah. So that happens. And then uh, loads of stuff happens. Ghost, Ghost gets out of prison, gets exonerated, whatever. And he's, because he, him, he had to put uh, loads of money, he's not, he, he's not a liquid in terms of, like, uh, money at the minute, so he had to put loads of it up for his uh, trial and paying lawyers yeah. and bail and whatever, whatever. So he kind of needed a um, a loan or something, he needed to get money from somewhere so that he could just, like, pay for general stuff so his, his children could go to school and stuff like that because they go to private school. And this guy... Uh, you know who the guy who played the captain of the Titanic? Yes. So Billy oh, Zane. Oh no, never mind then. No, oh no, no, no. No, in the choir. The guy was in the choir. But the no. No, Billy Zane's not the captain of oh, the Titanic. The guy played, okay. So the guy plays the captain. Oh Billy Zane's um the adversary, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So crap, what's his name? Victor Garber. Victor Garber is plays a guy called um Sturge, who we know from the past reasons is a shady character, yeah. Right. Basically he's every, everything he's done is to try, basically try and swindle um, a Ghost out of money. Or, so, do something to benefit him, but not benefit Ghost, right? And ghost knows this. Ghost knows this. Um, and his wife, Tasha, knows this as well. So he goes to Tasha and is like, oh, I can give you a loan, um, but you've got to do blah, blah, blah for me. And then, so, so like, <laughs> he says this on the day the Ghost is getting out of prison. So he's getting out of like, maybe three or four hours. But then Tasha's like, oh, we need the money now, so I'm just going to call him. And then... He, she gets the money from from him, and I loan him on the condition that James um, uh, has to sign a contract so that he can um, get a loan, a business loan to uh, do something like to build uh, buildings or some sort of thing in the community. And um, Stone gets money off the back of it. Uh, sorry, Victor Arbor's character gets money off the back of it somehow. Okay. Something or other. Yeah, to get him money, basically. So, and then Ghost is like angry. Okay. Visibly, obviously, anger of Tasha. Like, why did you agree to this? Because obviously, he's not he's not looking out for us. So why would you? So why would you want to um, do this? She's like, oh, you weren't here. I had to make a decision by myself. And I was like, I was actually I was screaming on TV like, he's getting out in four hours. You can just wait the four hours for you till you can talk about it. And then if you decide you need a loan, get a loan or whatever. Don't just make a decision by yourself. And then and then she was just like, oh yeah, you you'll handle it because you're ghost. And I was just like, what kind of excuse is that? That was stupid because Tasha's not dumb, so she wouldn't do that. Okay. That was the other thing that I think the writing was stupid because she just wouldn't. That was so dumb that like, she just wouldn't do that. Then there was some other convoluted story about. Um, so like, Ghost is out of the drug business now, so now Tommy's running everything. He's fucked up in the head. So and like, he's a proper erratic. So he goes to Chicago. They do a whole episode of him going to Chicago to to meet up with um, the new their new supplier, so that um, 
so that they could um, do this whole this whole spiel about um, Tommy not being trustworthy, and then they knock him out and knock him in the boot. They're about to kill him and bury him, and then they get this other guy, and he's like, "No, he betrayed you, not me." And they kill that guy and let Tommy go, just so that he could be driving back from Chicago to back to New York, and he passes somewhere on the way. I can't remember where. I can't remember where, but it's where his ex girlfriend used to live. He's, he he killed his ex girlfriend. Okay. Um. So he passes that, sees uh, her uncle. Uh, well, I'm assuming this is her uncle, because otherwise this is really weird. Sees <laughs> her uncle, and her uncle used to molest her uh, when she was young. So he, just so he could come back, see the uncle, and kill him, and then leave his prints all over the house. Like, he could, could, the guy, um, the uncle, is a real estate guy, and right. he's like, oh, um, oh yeah, I'm just going to come to check out this house because I want to buy it, sort of thing. And he's like, touching everything, and touching the lights, and I was just like, what are you doing? And he just gets a bow, and from, from like, the corner of the room, conveniently, <laughs> smashes this guy's head in and kills him. I was like, okay. Like, he didn't show run down prints or anything. I'm pretty sure he just had the dead body lying in the middle of the room. So whatever. That was dumb. That was completely, like, like there was no purpose for it whatsoever. Right. So whatever. So, sorry, I'm, this, is, I'm, this is very long-winded, but now we're right. coming towards the end. Makes more sense than the, the Riverdale chat. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've forgotten that. <laughs> <laughs> I've come back to you. They extended it to 20 episodes, so I'm on It's too long, man. But, um, sorry, yeah, back to power. So now we're coming towards the end of the series, and one of Ghost, uh, Ghost got three children, uh, two twins, Tariq and Raina, and a little a little girl who's not really re- re- really in it to be honest. And Tariq's kind of like he's he's a re- he's like a uh, moody teenager. Like he's like oh, my, all my parents do is lie to me. Duh, 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 duh. So now he's got going off the rails. He's a little bitch basically. Okay, it's really frustrating. And it's why children should beat their children. Beat yeah. their kids. Anyway, children should beat their children. <laughs> 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 this is why parents should discipline their children better. Anyway, so like. He gets involved with some, with some madness, basically, and he inadvertently gets a woman killed. Okay. And so, the person behind it, the person behind it is looking for him, presumably to kill him, and he kind of, like, knows that. Yeah. So, he goes to this, he's like, oh, he's basically thinking, okay, I need to get away. So, he's about to transfer schools to go to somewhere in um, Connecticut or something like that, to go to a different private school. And whilst he's uh, there, um, he gets tricked, basically, and the guy, he thinks he's texting his girlfriend, but he's actually, his girlfriend's cousin is the guy who he's trying to get away from. Okay. So she, he's like, he says to the girl, like, oh yeah, tell him to be here, 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 and then obviously I'm going to come meet him and deal with him sort of thing. So then he goes to the place and whatever, he sees um, the guy who's trying to kill him called Ray, his name's Ray Ray, and... <laughs> so good they named him twice. <laughs> and um, he runs away to hide behind the corner. His sister Raina... This whole series, I feel bad because the whole series, she's only been trying to protect him. She's kind of been like, "What's wrong? Like, talk to me. You can talk to me." Sort of thing like that. He's basically like rejected her. <laughs> it was this really funny bit where, <laughs> sorry, I'm going for complete tangent, but where um, she was basically like, "You can talk to me. What's wrong?" He was basically like, "Fuck off, leave me alone." And then he like runs into a lift into the lift, <laughs> and the lift like, doors are closed and just puts him in the face. It was hilarious, but yeah, that aside. So then she kind of confronts this guy who's trying to kill him. Because Tariq's hiding at this point. And okay. She's, and she's, oh, she's so dumb. She says to the guy, because she knows at this point kind of that her, drunk, her dad's like a serious guy. Right. Like, she knows the ghost is like a... Okay. So she was like, um, she kind of on the thing like, oh, you, you know, don't know who you're messing with, my dad will kill you. She said, my, she said to the guy, my dad will kill you. At which point the, the guy was like, all right, then, bang, shot, killed her. Oh, yeah. shit. Okay. So Tariq comes out and he's like, 
like sort of thing because he's shocked because his, his sister just died. So that was episode nine, yeah. How many episodes? Ten episodes. Okay. So and that, that was so the ten episode thing is something I'm going to come on to in a minute. Okay. So episode ten. So we're wrapping up. Episode ten. They kind of just like gloss over the fact that she's dead. Like no one's really mourning. <laughs> Like, no one's really, like, it's, it's only the day after, but, like, they're, like, there's not really any tears, no one's really sad, like, do you know what I mean? Like, all so, the people are, like, around the house for, like, a, for, like, to comfort them and them. They, like, they're kind of, they're hell-bent on finding this guy, finding like, this guy who killed him. Yeah. Killed her, sorry. And they do. Um, eventually, they find him. They go for a whole load of, whole load of mess, and Tariq finds him, um, and he shoots him. Tariq, Tariq kills the guy. And, um, basically... The, the, the woman that put Ghost in prison in the first place, which is Angela, which is his ex-lover, so he cheated on her. Yeah. He cheated on his wife of her. She basically knows that these lot have gone to kill, because the guy was a policeman, Ray Ray, he was a policeman. Okay. He was, he was like a, he was undercover, but he was dirty as well. Yeah. So she basically, she told him, she told Tasha where the guy was, and then she finds the guy dead. Two, three hours later. Okay. So she basically, so like season five, I imagine she's it's just going to be her trying to prove that one of them uh, killed the guy. And basically, Tariq shot, Tariq shot the guy, but it's, it was with, it was with Tasha's gun. So now Tasha's, doing, Tasha's it, his mum. His mum, yeah. Yeah. So now she's taking the rap basically. She's okay. gone to her lawyer. She's also fucking. <laughs> <laughs> and she was basically like, hypothetically, what would happen if I shot? Duh, 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 duh. And he's like, and the, the lawyer's like, the lawyer's like, he's such a wet white man, he's so jarring. He's like, you know, the ones I was just like, I can't believe you're having sex with him, like, for God's sake. Yeah. So he's a proper wet wife. He's like, oh, I can even be your lover, I can be your lawyer. And she was like, well, at least you be my lawyer. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And then she's basically like taking the whole rap for Tariq. So I imagine season five is going to be about them trying to uh, cover up for Tariq and Tariq dealing with the fact that he's killed someone. Okay. And inadvertently killed a woman, which I'm pretty sure he's probably just going to gloss over. You know, he got an he got uh, innocent woman killed. Okay. So yeah, that was the end of the series. So the series was decent, but it wasn't. It what wasn't was the your greatest. your issue with Fifty Cent? Right. So the ten episode thing. So I feel like the season was a bit rushed, and Fifty Cent <laughs> wanted the, the show produced by Stars. Fifty Cent wanted Stars to extend it to um, thirteen episodes because he felt like um, the story wasn't going to be able to be told properly in ten episodes, which I think was actually kind of true because there were sort of episodes where like nothing was really happening and other episodes where loads of stuff was just happening and it was, it was all a bit uh, confusing. So he was having like a massive row and there was talk he was going to go to BT and get the show done from BT and they were going to give him 13 episodes to do that. But I think they've settled now and basically they're giving, he's like, did like a whole Instagram post basically saying like, yeah, Stars have given me a fuckload of money so we're going to keep it on Stars and I think, I think it's going to be 12, 12 episodes. Okay. I'm not sure. But I hope it is 12 because they kind of need to be able to make the story a bit more well-rounded. Yeah. Because it kind of goes really fast in some places, really slow in some places. And they need to make these characters act how they would actually act because so many people were acting completely out of character and it was just so stupid. Yeah. But yeah, it's decent. I feel like, we've talked about this before, but I feel like a series should have as many episodes as, as it, it needs. needs. Yeah. Like when you get like, like you said Riverdale, they extended it to 20. If they've, If the producers have said, look, We've got a lot of stuff to cover here. Mm. We need 20 episodes. Mm. Fair enough. Mm. But if it's a network, like, oh, we can get, I don't know how many episodes it was before, but seven extra episodes worth of money, like, let's make it 20. Then the writers inevitably are going to think, oh, my God, like, yeah. we've got 20 episodes, yeah. 20 hours or, you know, to fill. That's, and then yeah. you get, like, the odd, you know, sometimes some series are, like, two or three filler episodes. Yeah, and oh, you think, yeah. 
you could have saved yourself three hours worth of stuff. And I know sometimes it's due to budget. Mm. Um, I know that was the case with Breaking Bad, one of them. I think it's called like Aussie Mandias or something. Mm. Um, but yeah, you're just like, yeah. what's the point? Yeah. If, it, if, it, if it's wrapped up in three episodes, cool. If it takes <laughs> nine, whatever. It doesn't have to be a, a nice number. Arrow and Flash are bare for episodes. It's so jarring. Because you can't just watch it like, like this episode is completely inconsequential to the rest of the story. Yeah. So we just get to the point. Yeah. Like it's just a complete waste of time. And I'm pretty sure I was, I think the guy who show runs Arrow and Flash, Mark, I think his name's Mark Guggenheim, I think. Don't quote me on that, I'm not sure. Um, he was basically that thing in an interview and they asked him, like, do you prefer short seasons? Do you prefer like 22 episode seasons? Straight away he was like, yeah, short seasons. Because it makes it so much easier for us to write. Yeah. And I'm completely, I sympathise with that. It's such an American thing to have, like, 20-odd episodes, yeah. doesn't it? It's been like, when you get, like, when you watch something like Misfits, like, six episodes. Yeah. That, that in between is six episodes, yeah. you're done. Yeah. Like, whereas, here, it's like, what, 20? <laughs> that fucking park! <laughs> um, that was already, well. I know, man. Um, I was going to ask you, actually, so, has the showrunner on power changed between series three and four? Oh, I don't know actually. I should check that actually. I, I can. They probably they probably have to be honest. Because that would make sense. Yeah, it would make sense. But I don't know. I'll check. But I can check that actually. Whilst you carry on talking. Oh shit! I've got something to talk about. Have I? <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Great to film news. Mm. Um. I think DC have said, or at least there's rumours that DC have said that they want to make like three Joker-based films. <sighs> so there's. I heard a rumour that the the Caprio was going to be. Yeah, that's yeah. what I heard that rumour as well. So you got Joker will be apparently in Suicide Squad 2. Mm. Then there was already plans to do a Gotham City Sirens, which is based on the female kind of villains like yeah. Poison Ivy, Harley Quinn. But then they might change that to a Joker like and Harley Quinn movie. And then they want to do another kind of origin story of the Joker. And then that's where it would be someone other than Jared Leto. Yeah. Um, and then apparently Leto has come out and said that he's pretty confused about this, like why they need... <laughs> Why well, they need like oh, well, more than one Joker in the same extended universe? Mm. I just think, like, what do you think about that? Like, because I know you don't particularly like Jared Leto as the Joker. Is that I, right? thought, I thought it was okay. I think it's Christian doing like him. Okay, I think he's alright. But why? Why do you need three? You really don't. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's that's the. Um, because I think yeah, fair enough. Suicide Squad two because his role was really underdeveloped in Suicide Squad one. Mm. Um, I was sort of thinking that Gotham City Sirens would be. A fairly good you know concept um you know like the female kind of anti-heroes and obviously like harley quinn was one of the best things about suicide squad yeah. but then to make it a her and the joker thing i feel like they're already building that throughout the narrative of the suicide squad films so just continue that mm. and then the main thing is do we actually want a joker origin story because i thought the whole point of the joker is that he's mysterious yeah. so obviously he was robin beforehand in some versions yeah. but yeah, even in the killing joke, they kind of give him a uh, yeah. I didn't like that. Bit. Story. I didn't like that either. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, th- I much prefer they just make it keep it ambiguous. Yeah, because it's supposed to be this nutter and no one, not even Batman, who's like the best detective, exactly. knows who he is. Exactly. You know what I mean, so I don't know. I feel like another Batman Joker film would be good, but to announce three of them, or I don't think they've technically been announced, but just like do one at a time, please. Mm. Just make one of them good mm. because you know Suicide Squad was panned mm. even though it made a lot of money the dc haven't had the best you know start to their extended universe obviously wonder woman was well received but the rest of them weren't you just think 
you're trying to do too much. Mm. Like, it's kind of if they announced Captain America 4, but also mm. at the same time we're going to do whoever the new Captain America will be. You'd be like, to, what's the point? We're trying to run before we can walk. Yeah. That's, again, it all comes back to the fact that they've got so much catching up to do with Marvel. But I think like, you just take your time. Like I'm sure people will, will wait for if as long as the film is good, people will wait rather than you thinking like, okay, we're going to bang out this and we're going to bang out Justice League Two and then we're going to bring out Flash and then we're going to bring out Aquaman and then you're just focusing like five six films at a time and it just like dilutes the quality of all the films rather than okay, we're going to take this slow, bring out one and then maybe in a year and a half or year two years later we'll bring out the next one and so on and so forth. Like, because you don't have to bring them out at the same rate that Marvel bring them out. No. You just got to bring them out at a pace that you feel comfortable with. I'm sure a lot of people would, to be honest, probably be thankful that they're coming out like they, if they came out a bit um, slower because like all the films come out at the same time was kind of long. Yeah, I think Marvel obviously with they've got Kevin Feige who's just like orchestrating everything, and they've got so many different directors for each film. Whereas I don't know if there's one producer over all the DCEU, but feels like Zack Snyder has the most influence and he just wants to direct all of them. Mm. He's like, you know, got, you know, if they delegated it to other directors, then, you know, this director takes on the Batman franchise, this director takes on Wonder Woman, this woman, this director takes on Flash, whatever. Mm. Like, then it would make, you know, they probably could produce several films at a time, but mm. they keep, all these films seem to be in development hell, like Flash has lost its director, Justice League had to go through a few reshoots with a, I don't know, circumstance because of, you know, a different director. Just thinking, absolute mess. They're yeah. changing the schedule. No one really knows what the next film coming out will be. Mm. Like, is there even going to be a solo Batman film? Yeah. It's You're pretty beneficial to even leave the franchise, so. Who knows? <laughs> anyway, we'll see. Yeah. Justice League comes out in November, right? Yeah. Um, I think it'll be good, by the way. I know you don't. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> um, are you looking forward to the um, Black Panther film? I am. I, I think it will be refreshing. Mm. I think um, it's really interesting to see them in another kind of environment. Mm. I know they've been to like Lagos for a bit in uh, Captain America Civil War and Wakanda, whoever that is, but mm. to actually see them on you know, the African continent and just visually and I iconography wise it's just so different mm. and I think it's really interesting that oh that's my stomach I don't know if you can hear that <laughs> <laughs> that isn't Wakanda supposed to be the most technologically advanced nation yeah. so I think that's really interesting so um, it's funny because sorry no I should finish I was just say like it, it's refreshing that they're pumping a lot of money into this you know very much African American based superhero yeah. and it's I mean it's taken too long but you know, you, you're just glad that they're getting so much exposure. Mm. Um, really good cast as well. Mm. Yeah, it's Chadwick true, yeah. Boseman, yeah. Yeah. Um, Mark B. Jordan, Nyong'o, um, and obviously you've got Martin Freeman and uh, Andy Serkis. Mm. Um, yeah, looks good. So, like, it was funny because you were saying about the the uh, about the, the country being the most technologically advanced, and me and Ollie watched the trailer and went, like, we were in the cinema not too long ago and he asked me like oh is he saying the future then? <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah because he didn't know like, he's like oh it must be saying the future and I was like no no it's just technologically advanced like, oh it's supposed, we're supposed to be like in Africa and I was like yeah but like only thing the, the way it works is supposed to be like some people coming from the outside looking in you're going to see a country that 
you know, this looks like an average African country. Once you actually go into the country, it's actually like properly like technologically advanced, like yeah. year 3000 sort of stuff. And I'm looking forward to it again because I think, like, again, along with Spider Man, hopefully Black Panther will be one of the future kind of uh, mainstays of the MCU. Mm-hmm. And he is grounded in, you know, a kind of realistic setting. Mm. Um, and also the fact that it just looks, it just looks cool. Yeah. Like, it just looks like a lot of fun. It looks like it'll be a good action film. Mm. Um, yeah, I think it'll be really good. When's it coming out? Is it this year? I think it's February. Okay, that's yeah. all right then. Yeah, I saw a trailer for a film coming out like next March or something, like, like longer. I was like, that is well over six months. <laughs> that is too early. Mm. I was thinking, I don't want to be thinking about 2018 already. It's ridiculous. <laughs> um, is there anything coming up soon that we're actually mm. looking forward to? Because I feel like this summer was a soon, bit meh. Soon, soon. Um, well, I mean, uh, Thor's coming at the end of October. Is that, yeah, I'll, yeah, I look forward to that. Kingsman? Uh, oh, yeah, Kingsman should be out. I mean, I My birthday's on. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think. Next I think week or so, two weeks. Yeah, I, think, I'm, I don't think I can be as good as the first one. Nah, I don't think yeah. so. Um, but yeah, I feel like this summer was a bit meh. Like, I think I heard things that it was kind of one of the worst box offices for I think it was America mm. um, but I don't know if that's down to the fact that there weren't many huge films like normally I swear when we were like teenagers it weren't that long ago to be honest um, you know all of the big films like your Fast and Furiouses your Marvel films your DC films they would all try and come out in August mm. right and it'd be like okay you know once you hit June, all the big films are going to come out. But now it's like you, go, you had Deadpool in like February, uh, Fast Eight. Was Deadpool this year? No, I think oh, it was last say. year. Oh, no. But you know, like Fast Eight, I'm pretty sure it was like April. Yeah, it was really early. And you just think like, you know, is that is that meaning that the summer box office is, you know, not doomed, but um, you know, it's going to inevitably be less. You get things like Christmas seems to be a big one now. Star Wars. Mm. Um, or is it, so is it due to the films, the quality of films that came out, mm. that maybe they just weren't that good this year, or, you know, maybe they're spreading them out more across the year. Or is it down to streaming? Because obviously Netflix is becoming a huge player. I think they're mm. in a lot of debt, but mm. um, they're pumping money. You know, directors like Scorsese are going over there, um, Adam Wingard with Death Note, and obviously people are now like, oh, big blockbusters coming out in there. So what do you think, personally, is the cause of, um, I just feel like the films that are coming that have been coming out this year <laughs> just haven't been that good. Okay, so they've been they've been alright, but there's not been I'm trying to think. There's not been many films in this like the summer period, or maybe like from like maybe like after the Oscar period, basically onwards, where I'm thinking, like, oh yeah, this is like one of the best films of the year. Like blockbuster, blah blah blah. And to be honest, I haven't really seen many. Like I don't really. I'm not like a Netflix like you know. Like, I'm not on it every day, but I haven't really seen any big films come out of Netflix. But obviously, Death Note, like, those people talking about Death Note, which is fair enough. But apart from that, like, I haven't really seen any. But that's because. That people are talking about. But if you're not on Netflix a lot, then you wouldn't see the promotion because obviously Netflix doesn't really promote much of its content outside of Netflix mm. or the internet. Um, but yeah, I guess. I, I guess I think this year probably it was a fact of less quality films. But do you think streaming is a threat to cinema? Um, I mean, maybe, but not uh, like the biggest films are always going to come out on on in the big on the big screens. I think like you're going to have like a, like 
like a Wind River, like, you know, like films that are pretty good, but not like, I don't think you're ever going to get like a Transformers coming out straight to, yeah, you know, Transformers shit. <laughs> you're never going to get that coming out like straight into Netflix, something like that. Maybe, maybe in the future, but I can't see it happening for, for a good while. But then I don't really want them to happen because then they probably raise the price of the Netflix well, subscription. I was actually going to say, like, I can't see things like that happening because even though they spend, like, I think Death Note costs in the region of, like, 30 odd million, which I guess for Netflix is quite a lot. Mm. But, yeah, there's no way they're going to be able to afford £250 million budgets yeah. unless they're, you know, because they've got a lot of subscribers, mm. but if, say, for example, they have 100 million subscribers and 100 million people are paying seven dollars a month or seven pounds a month then that's seven hundred million dollars a month Mm -hmm. but they spend about six billion dollars a year on content you think you know and and they've got to spread that across a lot of tv uh, promotion films and you think yeah there's no way they can do that unless they're raising the price Mm -hmm. and then i reckon if netflix got to more than 12 pounds a month you think yeah because then you get into, you might as well buy a, a an unlimited card at a, yeah. a cinema, yeah. which obviously it's not the comfort of your own home, but there's, there isn't really a substitute for the big screen experience. Um, no, my TV isn't 160 inches, and I don't have surround sound. Yeah. And I don't know. It's a that's a deep point. <laughs> deep. Your TV needs to have surround sound. First yeah. <laughs> <our> problems. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to mention before we wrap up for today? Um, nah. 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 Alright, well, thank you for listening to episode 27. If you want to get in contact with us and tell us if there's any trilogies we've missed, um, good or bad, uh, you can tweet us at Podcast 17 or on Facebook, Instagram, SoundCloud and iTunes under your average critics um itunes and soundcloud is where you can also leave us a five-star review and you can share our content um also let us know um what you think the future of kind of cinema is or the future of films is it going to be streaming based is it going to be mostly cinema based um yeah do get in contact we'd love to hear from you and uh see you next week peace